And we're live. Welcome back, everybody, to the Royale Clashers podcast. We've got a lot of good info for you guys this week, or at least info. Put a... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This week we're going to be talking about uh, the new balance changes that came out for season, what is it, 10, 11? Not sure. Whatever season, I think it's 11 that we're on. What we think about those, how we've seen them implemented in the meta... And in the battles we've participated in, as well as throwing a couple bits of info that we think uh, might be interesting to see in, in the, the arena upcoming. So shout out Clash Royale, listen to our podcast, and implement our changes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so let's get right into it. Um, quick shout out though to everyone that's been listening. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Like, rate, and subscribe. Hit us up on YouTube. We don't have YouTube yet, but hit us up. First change that got uh, a balance change is the tornado. And this was probably the biggest one this season, I feel like. Justin? What are your thoughts on the tornado change? Yeah, um, I don't know if it was supposed to be a nerf or a buff, but I thought it was a nerf to the tornado. But interestingly enough, I've noticed more people have started using it at least in the arena I've been playing in. And it, it definitely pulls troops in faster, so it's a lot less annoying to me because that tornado before, it just lasted so long that you just pulled anything. It would stay in one spot for like two and a half seconds. You'd have a lot of time to do stuff with that. And uh, they also added the tornado does damage to the tower now. And like... It doesn't do a lot of damage. If you're looking to do damage to the tower with a spell, the cost three elixir, use the arrows, not the tornado. I, I personally don't know why they made it do damage to towers, but what the heck. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, since it damages towers now, it can activate your opponent's king tower, which is no good. Yeah. So, I mean, that's an interesting little thing they threw in there. Overall, I think it's probably a, a nerf to the card. For you uh, technical people out there listening, I'll, I'll give the stats of what changed. Uh, the tornado, it got a negative 50% duration. So I think that means it goes for 1.25 seconds now. Yeah, well, I think it only lasts one second now. Is it just one second? Okay. Yeah. It's pull strength increased by 65%, and its damage per second went up by 100%. So it's doing a ton of more damage in a shorter period of time. And like Justin previously mentioned, it does do damage to buildings now. And the exact percentage is 35% of its damage affects the crown or princess towers. Keep in mind, it's only going for one second, so it's it's only like 76 damage to that crown tower. <laughs> the tornado, not a ton. There's not a ton of damage. Um, I've tried to use the tornado a couple times this season since it's been reworked just in draft battles and whatnot. So I'm not going to pretend like I'm a professional tornado user or even know like the best way to use a tornado, but I've noticed that it's harder to get troops pulling into the crown tower for an activation ever since they reworked it. Have you guys seen the same thing? I don't think so. I think it's easier because they get pulled quicker. So now the princess tower is isn't getting like three arrows on it because whenever I use the tornado, which I'm not good at it, I'd pull them in, but then like the princess tower would 
killed a troop before it activated the King Tower, which it doesn't really do now. You're talking about, like, goblins or... Just like... Uh, the hog? Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, so I don't know. Really, I, I do use the piglets in my deck, and fewer people have been able to pull them into the King Tower. I don't know if that's just because it's it's harder to, to place where you have to put your tornado to get the piglets into the King Tower or what, but... They haven't been drawn into the King Tower as much as they they were in the past. So that's what I know. Anyway, so that's a tornado. Watch out for that when you're thinking about building a new deck or whatever you're going to do. We'll move on. The next card that got a, a rework was the Royal Delivery with an increase to its damage of 27%. And I know Justin likes to use a roll delivery, so I'll, I'll let him talk about this card a little bit. Um, yeah, so I I noticed it got a damage increase, and I was pretty surprised because I thought it did you know a good amount of damage before. And the only thing I like didn't like about it is you could only play it on your side of the arena. So I don't think that damage boost was really necessary, but I mean I'll take it because I use it in a lot of my decks, and you know who couldn't use more damage if they can get it but I I don't think it was a necessary change to the card I'd be fine if they changed it back next season and I mean I haven't noticed really much difference when I've been using it but I have noticed more people using the royal delivery so yeah so the royal delivery now does 402 damage when it hits the ground so that's more than the fireball I'm pretty sure it, that's a ton. at tournament level Let's check that out real quick. It's not more than the Fireball. Fireball does 572 at tournament level. And so, I mean, that's that's pretty crazy, though. A 402 damage, you're taking out quite a few troops. Like, does that take out a bomber? Yeah. That'll take out a bomber. That'll take out archer girls, rascal girls. What else is that going to take out? Goblins. It also hits the air troops, so you can take out half of a baby dragon. Yeah, a good amount of the baby dragon does do a lot of damage and I mean you have to play it three seconds in advance but that's really not a big deal unless I'm playing a uh, spell cycle deck those goblin barrels you got to play that royal delivery right when you see that goblin barrel or it's not going to counter it at all right. so all right so that's the royal delivery very interesting re rework there um but honestly beneficial to anybody who uses the Royal Delivery. Um, I, I mentioned last time too that I use a Mortar deck, so a lot of people are using uh, Royal Deliveries to smash the troops that I use to defend the Mortar. This probably happens with the Expo decks too, but it has started destroying my troops. Like It didn't used to kill archers, I'm not sure. I think it did. And definitely not the Bomber, but uh, it kills my Bomber now, so that's real unfortunate. <laughs> Um, but anyway, moving on, next card that got a rework was the Battle Healer, with its hit points going down 10%, which is real interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but it heals itself, so... I, I think that's a good rework. Uh, I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but uh, me and Spencer, we had this deck where we'd do 2v2s and it was just a healer deck and we'd place a healer then we'd mirror it and then we would clone those healers and people would play mega knights on top of them fireball them 
you know, anything you can name, they'd, they'd try to kill these healers, but they just would hit, and they'd all heal back up to full health, and we would win lots of battles doing 2v2s during this. Shout out to Bryson for showing me this deck. But, uh, yeah, hopefully that hit point boost won't allow that, because that was kind of a broken mechanic, in my opinion, with the healer. Yeah, and so you, you'd start doing any of the challenges that they've come out with recently, like the three-time elixir and, and double elixir. And anytime you get multiple battle healers on the ground, there was not a lot your opponent could do to stop that push. It was pretty dope, to be honest. Yeah, it, was, it was fun to win with that deck. Uh, speaking of our YouTube channel, maybe we'll put that video up on YouTube. I don't know, we'll see. Going on to the next one, we got the Baby Dragon with a rework of... It's hit points going down 8%. So, I'm, Ethan, you use the Baby Dragon in your deck. Yeah. Have you been losing more battles? Have you been... Has it stayed the same? What have you noticed? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't think it's made a huge difference, but, like, I, I didn't think it was necessary. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Of course you didn't think it was necessary. Well, like, I didn't think the Baby Dragon was that good on, like, health. Like, he got killed, like pretty easily by a lot of things so I thought it was interesting they took his health down and not like something else so with the rework the baby dragon has hit points of 957 at tournament standard so I think all that rework really does is make it so that you can your princess tower can kill the baby dragon in one less hit am I wrong in saying that I don't know uh, might be a few hits. I've just, in the battles I've played, I've realized that I don't really need to worry about the Baby Dragon on defense as much as I previously had, because it was, it was a very underestimated card, I feel like. People would let it fly on offense all the time, and it actually did oh, quite a bit. Oh, they definitely did that a lot. <laughs> it does quite a bit to the tower if you leave it unguarded, so. It does what? It used to do like a third, if unguarded, it would do a third Maybe of a, a, of a princess's towers damage now but now it's definitely not going to do that so watch out for that next up we got the magic archer which is interesting just because last season they nerfed the magic archer and decreased his range from seven to six and this season they are re-increasing the range from six back to seven as well as taking away some of his hit points. So he is now more vulnerable than ever, but he does have that same range that he had before, so he can still easily hit your Princess Tower from... It, he can easily hit your opponent's Princess Tower from your side of the arena. Which I think a lot of people liked, um, because you have seen the Magic Archer being used a lot in higher level play. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough card to use. It's just so technical with all the angles it uses in order to hit that princess tower from the other side of the arena. But people that are good at it, you know, you'll just be playing and your princess tower will be like halfway down, but nothing's hit it but this magic archer. And you're you're just <laughs> baffled as to how it happened. But And there's no really good way for you to hit that magic archer. Yeah. Oh, but... Here's something interesting. Does the ma the Royal Delivery now kill the Magic Archer? Should we look that up? Yeah, we should check that out. That would be interesting to see. Yeah, I don't know if... Uh, so Magic Archer has... Let's see. Sorry, guys. Um, 
440 hit points. So the Royal Delivery will not kill it. So the Royal Delivery will not kill the Magic Archer. It will get close, though. It will get really close. Also, the Log will do 240 to the Magic Archer. So the Log takes it out halfway. So that's interesting. But yeah, I mean, Magic Archer, people love him. I think it's good they gave him his range back. It, it, it really made no sense to take his range away because that completely did away with, you know, how that card became legendary to start with, besides the fact that his arrows go through things, which is insane. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Magic Archer. Moving on, let's go to Mini Pekka. We've got his rework, its rework. He or she, guys, what do you think? Mini Pekka. It's probably a she. You think it's a she? Just because the normal Pekka is a she. Is it? feel like it is. How do you know? I, I feel like I've read that somewhere. <laughs> I thought it was. The P.E.K.K.A. is a she. Wasn't there like a... Yeah, let, let me look it up right now. I'm, wasn't there a tournament where it was like the woman of Royale and you could only use like the girl? Oh yeah, that's what it's from. Yeah. And like the P.E.K.K.A. was in it. And it, you only used the woman in Clash Royale. I don't remember like a the draft P.E.K.K.A. Being in there. Mode and the P.E.K.K.A. was in there. No. That's I'll, insane. I'll look it up. Confirmation coming, guys. Anyway, so the Mini Pekka got a, a nerf. So the Mini Pekka used to have a medium range, and they reduced that down to a short range. So the Mini Pekka has to be super close to your troop if it's going to start, you know, waving its hammer or sword around, whatever. Yeah. Whatever it carries. I don't know what it is. It's a sword. All right, it's a sword. Definitely a sword. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I think one of the big reasons why the creators did this one is because in the higher levels, people could play, I mean, anytime you could play a, a mini P.E.K.K.A. near the bridge if a hog was coming, and that mini P.E.K.K.A. would get two hits on the hog before the hog reached the tower. So that was interesting. I think that's why they actually reworked the mini P.E.K.K.A. Um, Justin, any, any news on whether it's a girl or a boy? Yeah, so it is a girl. The mini P.E.K.K.A. is a, a girl. Yes, according to Razvan256, this, this is on Reddit. He says, in Clash of Clans... There shout was, out Razvan256. Yeah, shout out to you. He says, in Clash of Clans, there was once a tip on the loading screen. It said something along the lines of, P.E.K.K.A.'s armor is very heavy. Not even spring traps can throw her. So, oh. that's a notion to it. So, I mean, there you go, guys. And in case you were ever wondering, Mini Pekka is a girl, according to Razban564, 256, whatever. Uh, shout out. Um, <laughs> Earthquake, next card to get a rework. Oh, first, Justin, uh, you didn't share your thoughts on the reduced range of the Pekka. Uh, yeah. I know you like to use the Pekka, so let's hear your thoughts. I do love to use the Mini Pekka just because it's so cheap and does so much damage. Um... It was great for countering hogs. When he says cheap, he means elixir-wise. He doesn't mean he thinks the card is cheap, or do you? Um, no, not really. I mean, it can be, but it's just so easily distracted, and it doesn't have a ton of health points. But, uh, yeah, I just noticed it's harder to kill the hog with the mini P.E.K.K.A. That's what I would use it a lot for, all these hog cycles. If I, I have a Tesla in my deck as well, but if my Tesla wasn't in cycle, I usually save my mini P.E.K.K.A. for the hog, and it would counter the hog. Sometimes I could get it so the hog wouldn't even get one hit down, 
but now we'll always get a hit if I try to counter with a mini P.E.K.K.A. So, so I mean, that was probably honestly a good balance change to the yeah, mini P.E.K.K.A. It was a pretty good balance change. I mean, it hasn't changed my gameplay a lot. I still like to use a mini P.E.K.K.A. and it didn't affect it like a ton. I'm not complaining about it. So, perfect. All right, next one that got a rework, Earthquake, and I think a lot of people would agree this is a much needed rework because. I mean, the last month or two, Earthquake has just been everywhere in the Classic Challenge, in the, the what are those things they have at the end of, the end of seasons? The ones that's going on right now? Global, global tournaments. tournaments. The Global Tournament. You were seeing Earthquake everywhere just because if it's so well enough cycle deck, because a lot of people use billions to counter a hog, like Justin just said, he would use his Tesla Tower. Earthquake takes that away. So, it got a nerf. It does 25% less damage to buildings, but it does do 11% more damage to troops. So I think I, I saw or I heard that with this rework, it would kill skeletons in one shake versus two or three. It does kill them in one shake. So that was probably good. And honestly, I think it was good that they took away its power against buildings because I use a mortar and... My mortar was useless against anyone that had an earthquake card. <laughs> Still is, but uh, it does. It, I mean, it's a little bit better than it was. So, Ethan, any thoughts on the earthquake? No, I I never really used it. So, uh, yeah, don't got any opinions. So funny, funny fact for everyone out there listening. Ethan has been playing this game for since its creation. No. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. All right, whatever. <laughs> And he did not know up until about a month ago that the earthquake did more damage to buildings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is why it was created in the first place. <laughs> so that was interesting. Um, okay, uh, let's move on. Yeah, I, have, I have a quick thought on the earthquake. I just, I made a new deck. I make lots of new decks, but this new one I have has an earthquake in it. And just, it, it doesn't do too well against spell cycles. I can... I can beat him like half the time, but what I'm really annoyed by is that the earthquake does not kill the princess. So I just I just wish it did that. <laughs> they're both they're both three elixir and the princess is such an annoying card to counter. And I mean three elixir for three elixir isn't even trade. So I mean Which is which is crazy though, because they did increase the damage it does to the troops and it still doesn't kill the princess. I know. I wish it would have just increased it a little more. 11.5%. Yeah, however much it needs to kill the princess. I don't know how much that is. Um, moving on, the Goblin Cage. Goblin Cage got a rework, um, giving the Goblin Brawler the ability to deal out 6% more damage per punch, which is, I mean, something, but not much, because hardly ever did your Goblin Brawler ever actually hit stuff. <laughs> But, I mean, I know Justin's been using a new deck where he uh, incorporated the Goblin Cage into it, so I'll let him talk uh, to, to its effect. Um, yeah, the Goblin Cage, it's uh, it's an interesting card, just because it's a tower, and then once it, the tower's health is gone, the Goblin Brawler comes out. And the Goblin Brawler is just such a fragile troop that, I mean, it dies really fast, it can't survive many hits. But it does do a lot of damage in the one or two hits that it can get off after it breaks out of the cage. 
And uh, the, the only thing I really don't like about the Goblin Cage, and this, this was actually pointed out what could be reworked about it even maybe a little more, by my friend Brandon. He said it would be cool if the Goblin Brawler could maybe punch while it's still in the cage, just because it is the only building card in the game that doesn't deal damage while it's a building. That's kind of the one nerf I don't like about it. I mean, they could reduce its damage too because it probably can't punch as hard in the cage, you know. But even just a little damage. Just a little shake damage. Yeah, you know. I mean, maybe. Well, just a tiny bit uh, would be good. I mean, we'll see. I mean, he is in a cage, so you'd think he wouldn't be able to punch. But, but in the emote, his arms can easily go through. So we're basing this off of an emote. I base everything yeah. off the emotes. I mean, it's, it's not necessary that they have to do this. I'm just saying it's annoying when I play this goblin cage down to counter a hog, but it doesn't actually do any damage to the hog until the cage breaks, and then it only gets a punch off since the hog's so fast. So I just looked at the hit points of the goblin brawler. He's got 853 hit points, which is a lot more than I thought he had, to be honest. That's a lot more than I thought he had, too. <laughs> He always seems so weak once he pops out of that thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe everything just has a lot more health than we all thought. But Maybe. Uh, he also does 279 damage with the rework per hit, so that's a ton. That's a good amount of damage. I mean, that's comparable to... Uh, what is that comparable to? He does more than Musketeer. Uh, something close up. How much is that in relation to the Mini P.E.K.K.A.? Let's look at that real quick. It's a lot less. You think it's a lot less? Yeah, I think it does like 500 Dude, hit. the Mini P.E.K.K.A. only does uh, 598 per hit, so that's about half. I guess that's half. Yeah. It's got a fast hit speed, though. That's the other thing. Yeah, 1.1 per uh, second per hit, and the Mini P.E.K.K.A. is 1.8 seconds for a hit. So, I mean, that's kind of comparable. Yeah. Ish. Um, moving on though, let's go to the next one. So Goblin Cage, I like the rework. I'm a fan of the Goblin Cage. I wish I knew how to use it better. Um, it's a really cool card. Goblin Hut is the next card that got a rework with its hit points reducing by 35%. So, who wants to talk about the, the Goblin Hut? I guess I'll go. Um, I thought it was necessary since now it pops out like three goblins. At the end when it dies now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so they've been doing this to all the spawners lately. So the Barbarian Hut just got a rework, I think it was last season or the season before, where it got a, uh, its hit points reduced, or its, its lifespan reduced. But it does pop out some, some additional barbs when it dies. Like the graveyard. Uh, but keep going, Ethan. Yeah, It so pops out three goblins at the end. I thought it was... It was a good change because you get, like, the same amount of goblins, but, like, now the opponent isn't dealing with, like, your annoying goblins coming out for longer. So it just made them less annoying, I guess. Yeah, I liked this rework just because the, the goblin hut became very annoying last season when they made it pop out those three goblins at the end just because... There were lots of times where these spear goblins would just build up on defense, and I'd just have like eight of them coming at my tower at once, and it's just 
such an annoying thing to counter a, a horde of spear goblins. It is annoying because you don't want to think about them. You just want your princess to just kind of shoot at them and kind of push the other side. You don't want to worry about the goblin hut. But then when there's all of a sudden seven or six goblins coming to your tower, you're like, well, shoot, that's five, six hundred damage. Yeah, so you got another, you got to worry about it now. I think it's it's more annoying of a card, so I really like that they took the hit points down a little. Um, Furnace, the next card got a, a rework with its hit points decreasing by 16%. And I don't know where they get these numbers from, <laughs> but I mean, I think it's good that they're reducing the lifespan of these these OG building cards, uh, if you will. Because, I mean, the Furnace is another one that's just really annoying. It just seems to last forever and pop out little fire spirits. So I think it's good they got rid of it. It doesn't pop out uh, an additional three fire spirits when it dies, does it? No. And it, it would be, I think, way too overpowered if it did, just because... Fire spirits do a lot of damage. <laughs> they do a ton uh, of damage. It's, it's kind of crazy. The furnace is a really good card. <clears throat> I love it. <clears throat> I love the furnace. Last rework we got is the Barbarian Hut with its hit points decreasing by 20%. And I mean, <clears throat> same kind of thing we said with these last ones. With the them last season making it so that the Barb Hut and the Goblin Hut pop out an additional three troops. It, it really is nice of them to reduce its lifespan to make it less of an annoying card to fight against. But what do you guys think about like when you go against those opponents that have a, go a goblin hut and a barb hut? And then you just got barbarians and goblins coming at you. Well, I, I just hate those people because usually, <clears throat> uh, like I'm, I'm level 11, and usually those guys are like level 13. The only reason they're even at the same trophy level as me is because they are level 13 and all these spawners are level 13. Yeah, I mean, and using the double hot card is not something you're going to see in the classic challenge. Yeah, you're, you're never going to see that in like... Or high actual, level play. <laughs> actual gameplay. So it's just an annoying deck because you know you're playing a noob and you also know there's not much you can do once they, you know, play that royal giant you got these... Fire spirits, barbs, and spear goblins all coming at you, and you're you're out here with your level, you know, eleven cards. <laughs> Nothing you can really do. So I just I just hate these spawner decks. Yeah, I mean, so especially for me recently, I feel like I've been playing a lot of people that have been using the double huts, even with the reduced lifespan. And like I said earlier, briefly, that I just like to let the spear goblins go and kind of attack the other side, but it doesn't work when you got level 13 spear goblins coming at you when your crown tower level is only 11 or 12 and all your cards are level 11 and 10 <laughs> yeah so kind of bogus but anyway interesting day before we sign off we're gonna make this episode a little bit shorter but we just wanted to talk real quick about an interesting uh thing to consider when you're building a deck and that would be whether to use if you're considering using you know, uh, a mid-level tank card, whether you want to use a Valk, the Valkyrie, or the Knight, or the Royal Ghost. I feel like in a lot of decks, those three can kind of be used interchangeably. Um, so, like, what do you guys prefer? Um, in the past, I preferred the Valkyrie over anything. 
but recently I've started going more towards the night because I realized that uh, I, I really only use the Valkyrie on defense, not really on offense, and I don't really need the splash damage for defense most of the time. I mean, I have spells for that, you know. So I, I personally think that the Knight is the best of those three, just because with the Royal Ghost, you can't draw cards to the middle with it. Yeah, it's not a card used for distracting troops, which is really annoying. Sometimes you, you stop thinking in the middle of battle, you throw it down, and you're like, what? Why is that P.E.K.K.A. going towards my Royal Ghost? And your Royal Ghost heads off in the opposite direction towards the other Princess Tower. <laughs> you're like, yeah. well, shoot. <laughs> That said, though, the Royal Ghost out of those three is probably the best for offense. I'm always annoyed when I have to play something to defend against a Royal Ghost just because it, it won't get any hit points taken off of it until it does reach that Princess Tower unless you play something to counter it. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Do you want this card more for defense or offense? Yeah, I think that's the only reason you would choose the Royal Ghost over the Valk or the, the Knight is because is on offense it's great. It's a great card you can use at the beginning of a battle uh, just to see what your opponent has. Play it up at the bridge. It's going to either get some hits on the tower or you're going to find out what kind of a deck your, your opponent's trying to throw at you. Um, but I do like the Royal Ghost over the knight, I think. Even though the knight is such a tanky card. With, what, 1,800 health points or whatever it has? It has a lot of health. The royal ghost has a lot of health, too, though. The not, royal, not quite as much. I think but. the royal ghost has, like, 1,000 health at tournament level. Really? So it'll die from a sparky. <laughs> but it does... And the the best part about the royal ghost is it does do splash damage. So if you are using it on defense, maybe not to draw troops, but to, like, take care of all those spear goblins that all of a sudden... Are on your side that. of the arena. <laughs> so you do get the, the splash damage that you don't get with the knight, with the roll of ghost. Um, but it's not quite as tanky as the Valk or the knight is. But, I mean, Ethan? I personally would pick the Valk over all of them. I think it's a great defensive card and a great offensive card. Because if you play that thing first and then like play a tank card right behind it, there goes away their like defensive horde push for the one tank card you played. So I I would pick Valk every time over those three. I mean, in the early stages of the game, you had the 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 Prince Valk push, right? <laughs> Where the the Valk is a slowish card, and so it's not usually used for offense. But if you can get that thing pushed to the tower. I'm always very pleased when a Valkyrie gets the tower because that thing will just do damage, dude. That's true. <laughs> Which is awesome. But, all right, guys, there is our recap of this season's reworks to the cards. Let us know what you thought. Like, rate, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify once we get that up. Um, but thanks for listening. Tell all your friends. Share this in your clan. Just so you guys know, we are in the clan United Leaders, so feel free to join us. And help us take over the arena. <laughs> Bye.